The views and opinions expressed in the following paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners. This is the Big Sports Show on the Big 550 KTRS. Are you ready? From the Blues and Slough to the Cardinals and Mizzou. You don't just barge into the booth when I'm on the air. This is the Big Sports Show. Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a color man. You know how I always make those interesting comments during the game? The Big Sports Show starts now. Hey, let's do this. Here's Brendan Weesey on the Big 550 KTRS. Sports Show, Mizzou Post Game Edition on this Wednesday night. Brendan Weesey, Ben Fredrickson with you for the next hour. So glad to have you with us after a, another bummer of a game for the Tigers. Although, again, they walk right up to the edge twice within a point in the second half, overcoming double-digit deficits, overcoming the usual adversity this team faces but they just cannot close the deal. 83-74 the final. This is an example much, much closer than the final score would indicate, but they run out of gas. Um, Florida makes seven of their last eight shots, and Mizzou is staring O and, what does it make it now? O and 15 straight in the face tough one here tonight but uh, we'll break it down we'll uh, look at scores from around college basketball another big night in the sport we'll get to all of it here before we're done let's say hi to my uh, co-host sports columnist from the st louis post dispatch ben frederickson good evening ben hey good evening man good to be with you and a bummer of a game because you nailed it that seemed like multiple times it might be one the tigers could flip in their favors and yet again they can't find a way to get over that hump this team has 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 to be uh, although it's it's not gonna it's not gonna make them feel any better, it has to be one of the most accomplished in the country at nearly winning games and having them uh, slip away late. They just can't find a way to close the deal. A lot of the areas that we've talked about, they need to get better at. I thought they were better at tonight, and then other things go wrong on them. So we'll dig into it. But uh, the reality is, they still have not won a conference game, and they are going to finish as the last team in the SEC. They have locked that in before the regular season ends, and they will be the bottom team headed to the SEC tournament when that time comes. Yes, we know that for sure now, Ben. Um, After this loss tonight, they will have that last seed. They will play, I believe, would be the 830 game that Wednesday night down in Nashville. So let's talk about the good first, right? And why were they consistently in this game, Ben? Because they had more than just two or three guys contribute. It wasn't just the Sean East and Tamar Bates show. Yeah, they did the heavy lifting again. East with 20, Bates had 15, but Nick Honor had uh, 18 points. Honor went to the free throw line eight times, made eight of eight. Um, Connor Vanover, Ben, from the clouds shows up with 12 points and six rebounds. And he made a three that I thought was going to be the catalyst to bring this team back. It got him to, I think within one and 
again, just couldn't quite close the deal. But those, uh, the, but those four guys, Ben, gave Mizzou an opportunity to, um, again, have more than just one guy to count on late to have to make the play. But conversely, well, 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 before I get to conversely, your thoughts on that? We had four guys. Mizzou had four guys contribute tonight. Well, I don't know how many times we've talked about one of these games and we've started, we haven't gotten too far in talking about how nobody off the bench contributed. And that was not the case tonight for Mizzou. Unfortunately, no show for Noah Carter, but in part because some of the other guys were able to play better. I thought it was probably the most complete game we've seen from Connor Vanover all year. Probably will go down as one of his better games in his one and done season at Mizzou. Ironically, it happens on the same night where the poor guy is going to be all over college basketball lowlights for getting juked out of his, uh, his sneakers and having his ankles broken on a crossover that led to a a bucket. So that, that kind of stinks for him. He also got dunked over once too. So there's always going to be flaws in his game, but he didn't let those define him on this night. He was able to affect the game in multiple ways. He got a dunk. He shot a three. He looked a little more. Um, it looked 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 a little more in the flow of the game and had some kind of some pick and roll action. And I mean, we're talking early, early on in the season when we were trying to wonder, okay, what what could be some things that maybe made this season go better? And 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 I think I remember saying it's almost like pick your poison with Vanover. Either you got to not play him at all, or you got to play him more than you are and hope yeah. that he gets into some sort of a flow. And they can figure out and, – and I think tonight kind of was one of the reasons of why why I said that back then because they just left him out there, and he did some good things. He also did some things that, that were not good, but but he did more good than bad over the course of the game. And I think that that was kind of a little bit of a flash of the Vanover that they hope to get this year. They have gotten it so little. It's been such a failure of an addition. Let's just call it what it is. But – you saw a little bit tonight that made you go, okay, you kind of saw kind of what they hoped to add when they brought him in. Well, you were the only one I heard say that, Ben, that let let this guy get into a rhythm, have him play more than four minutes at a time or four minutes for a game because it felt like he was playing like this, this specialist role where he was just in there to rim protect. That's like the third or fourth maybe good thing that he can do and it's not that good he can rim run and he can pip and uh, pick and pop and those are the two things ben he did tonight on lobs and he had that big three and he can rebound a little bit um going up against the athletic bigs in the southeastern conference that's not his jam and he got just demolished by tyree samuel how many yes, times tonight but yeah. but he was still, I think, one of the few Tigers that was um, on the positive side of the plus-minus tonight. Let me see. Yeah, Vanover was plus 10, Ben. So even while he was getting trucked, he still did enough really good things because it wasn't just, well, go in there and, and, and try to match up against their, their most athletic guy. That's not his deal. If If you let him do a few other things, he can contribute, and you said it 100% was his most complete game, and that's been the problem with this whole team, Ben, because all so many of these guys are capable, but there are just so many flashes in the pan where they do it once, and then they don't do it again 
for like four or five weeks, that's not going to cut it. You've had basically yeah. two consistent guys all year um, since non-conference, and that's been East and Bates. And you can't have somebody come from the clouds once and expect that's going to make a difference. There's got to be so much more consistency. And now here we are with just three conference games left on the season, but it kind of, it, it's frustrating Ben, because we get these little glimpses of maybe what could have been. Yeah. I think that, uh, I think that if you're Dennis Cates, you go, okay, that's the guy that we thought we we're going to have 10, 10, 15 times this year right. and not once. And, and, but you're, you're so right on the same night, Samuel makes, I mean, Samuel, every time Vanover did something good, almost every time Samuel was answering at the other end, and that's the kind of guy they need, somebody who can who can be a big presence, rebound, and be athletic and run too. I mean, that's what this team so desperately needs, and I, I thought that he was putting that on display. Um, maybe this game isn't as close if Clayton doesn't foul out with the 13 points. I think we've got to mention that, right? I mean, yep. Florida's best player at the time had a, had a really dumb foul um he got to pick up that technical and and got and got taken out of the game that's that's obviously missouri used that to its benefit but when you catch a break like that you want to try to turn it into the win the, the, the things that jumped out to me on the bad side man out rebounded 38 to 27 but they allowed 13 of those of those dang offensive rebounds it's just so hard to win when you're doing that and then they only made four of their 18 threes um for a team that needs to shoot the three better, you got to make more than four of them if you're going to win on the road against a team with a pulse. Yeah, it almost felt like they, they needed to take more, Ben. Otter took his fair share, only made yeah. uh, made two of eight. And it, it it's funny because he shot it, he's shot it better than 40% this year, and it feels like he shoots at about 20%. Because every time it you see like him chuck one up. Them, it feels like the only threes <laughs> he makes are after he misses one and he gets yeah. the ball back. Those yeah. are the only ones it seems like he made. I know that's not statistically correct, but it seems like the only ones I've seen go in all year are the ones after he misses one, gets the ball back, shoots it again, and then he's, then he's dead on to make it the second time. But I will say he's the one guy I never get upset when I see him shoot it because I know how he, he can get on a roll, and that's his deal. So I don't care how many he takes and misses, keep taking them. It's Noah Carter. Man, this guy never takes him in rhythm. It, he took one today from NBA range that was just so stupid and it was so early in the possession and it felt like there, there are still are those little moments Ben in a game that takes him out of it. And it's a play like that. Or you, you, again, you do feel like Sean Easter, Tamar Bates. It feels like they've got to do it. And I think they think this Ben, that they've got to do it all on their own. Um, it's like baseball. You're going to, you're going to fail more times than you succeed. And for a good shooter, Ben, what are you going to shoot? For, for a guard, maybe 40 45% from the floor. So you're still missing more than you make. You're going to miss some easy shots along the way. And they miss their fair share. But it's because I, I feel like they've, they think they've got to do it all, Ben. And again, tonight was one of those nights where they got some help. But it was still four guys. You'd like last year. The reason why the Tigers were so good, it wasn't just Kobe Brown. They had seven or eight guys that you felt like could contribute on a nightly basis. And even when they didn't have their best stuff, you saw guys be able to score six, seven, maybe eight points. Ben, on a good night for some of these guys, well, they scored four. Well, they made a bucket. 
Like Aiden Shaw, for instance, I felt good for Aiden at the end. He made some free throws. But, man, he's just a ghost most of the time. And yeah. it, it's just – it's so frustrating because I feel like it's we're, – we're, it's the we're just scratching the surface with him, but you just you want to see so much more because we know the athletic abilities off the charts. It's just, man, the production's just not there. Yeah, I mean, you would hope that by the end of his sophomore season, which we're now at, that he would be a guy who could come in and maybe make Samuel think twice about attacking the rim like that. Now that bigger, stronger player there, but, but it would be nice if there was somebody on this team who could, who could provide a little resistance down there. And that's, that's the thing we can talk about the offense all we want, but the reality is this team is, is so easy to score on. I mean, they are so easy for other teams to score. They can shoot threes. They can get inside. They can throw alley-oops. They can get out and run. I mean, no matter what they do to try to cut a lead, how many times have we seen a team in the game on a streak like Florida did where they made seven of their last eight field goals. And usually it's combined with Missouri making something like one of their last seven. Um, and this is just, they don't have a, a defensive fortitude that's strong enough to, to close out a game. And if you don't have that, you better have the offensive fire that can, that can, that can run away from a team and they don't have that either. But uh, I don't think Florida, despite Missouri cutting close, I don't think Florida ever once felt that panic in them like no. they're going to lose this because they just knew they could go down and get another bucket. Well, I want to I want to pick up on that when we come back, Ben, because it was uh, certainly my next uh, next talking point here, where we you know conversely with this team, they can do a lot of good things offensively, and they did a lot of good things offensively tonight, but defense really bad. Um, I know we're late tonight because we were after eight o'clock, but we do have one more night to give away boat show tickets. The Lake of the Ozarks Marine Dealers Association St. Charles Boat Show. It's the only boat show in St. Louis. Folks, you've got a chance to win. We'll pick a winner if you text me in at 84126. I need your first and last name. The keywords are boat show. 84126. I need your first and last name. The keywords are boat show. Yeah, it's a bummer the Tigers lose, but you can still be a winner tonight. The Lake of the Ozarks Marine Dealers Association St. Charles Boat Show. It starts tomorrow at the St. Charles Convention Center. Text me in boat show 84126. I need your first and last name. You could be a winner by the end of the program tonight. More of our big sports show Mizzou post game here on the Big 550 KTRS after this. Back to the Big Sports Show with Brendan and Ben Fred on the Big 550 KTRS. Oh, 15, the Missouri Tigers in the SEC after they lose to Florida tonight, 83-74 to down in Gainesville. Brendan Weesey, Ben Fredrickson with you, a little Tiger postgame. Tonight, we're giving away those free tickets to the boat show as well. If you want to have a chance to win, text me in 84126. I need the words boat show in that text. And uh, again, your first and last name for the Lake of the Ozarks Marine Dealers Association St. Charles Boat Show starts tomorrow at the St. Charles Convention Center. Ben, you hinted at it before we went to break. Uh, One of the real drawbacks for this team all season long, their inability to guard their inability to get stops. Last Saturday, it was Caliph Battle of the Arkansas Razorbacks. He goes off, has a career night 
against the Tigers, scores 42, was 6 of 10 from 3, went to the free throw line 14 times, made all 14 of his free throws as the Tigers couldn't stop him, so they fouled him, and he scored over 40 points. Tonight, Ben, it is the big transfer, the big for this Florida Gators team. Funny that at the, uh, you know, Todd Golden going into the offseason had last year had no bigs, had no size, goes out and cleans up in the portal, gets four legitimate bigs. I think one of his, one of those, uh, actually uh, a true freshman, I think that's Condon, who's a freshman, Alex Condon. But uh, Samuel tonight, been a career night. He goes for 28 had 10 rebounds, was unstoppable. So, I mean, if you're if you're a player and you're struggling a little bit, just play this Tiger team. You're going to get well, and you, the, the odds favor you having a career night. And that's – it's just been far too often, Ben, with this team. And that's what's – at the end of the day, what's most discouraging for me and where if we're going to have a second thought and wonder, man – is is this going to carry over? What does this say about this team? And you talked about it a little on Sunday. Um, this should be, if you're a good coach, and, and this doesn't mean that Dennis Gates isn't a good coach. We know he is. But you should always, no matter the skill level of your team, you should be able to get some semblance of defense out of those guys. And even if you're, uh, because th- this group is overmatched too often. Their best players are smallish be it East, be it Bates, be it Honor, those guys aren't going to be able to man up against some of the best offensive players in the SEC. But, Ben, it's just every time down the floor, and and like you said tonight, where the game is close, Florida, they finally come, you know, they, they say, okay, you can't stop us. The only way you can is by fouling, and you just go down the floor. You don't take a high-risk shot. You don't settle for a three you attack the basket you either get fouled or you get a make or you get an and one and that's what florida did down the stretch and they end up uh, pulling away in a game that was really tight in the second half they end up winning by nine because the tigers just can't get enough stops down the stretch yeah i think the frustrating thing is you're seeing dennis gates and the staff try to come up with some answers and nothing's working um, they played about as much zone as we've seen all season, I thought tonight, and still Florida shot like 60% in the second half. Um, Samuel had a career game, 28 points, was in the double-double territory. Their other center had a career game. Um, those two combined for 40 points. When you've got when you got your forward and your center producing 40 points, that's, uh, that's tough because it means they're having the best games of the night and they're having them close to the basket and there's a lot easier shots that they're getting compared to if you have a couple guards going off. Um, they kept saying on the TV broadcast, the bouncy bigs, and that's that's what gives this team fits. Um, it's what I think this team needs more of, and it's what it's what, exactly what Florida wanted to go out and add. If you are a if you are a big, strong, um, athletic forward slash center, um, this Missouri team right now doesn't have a way to stop you. Um, if they can, if you can get set up in the half court or if you can run well enough to beat the press, you're going to have a chance to have a day. And, and I thought Samuel really showed that. You know, Missouri's press is not as effective as it was a season ago. And we're seeing teams break it and get really good looks out of it. Um, and the zone is something different. I think they – 
They like that Vanover, when he's in there, can add some of that length to it. But when he gets beat, it's tough. And he can't body up with some of those stronger guys. And he showed tonight he can't get out and uh, really defend in space either. And it's not just him. Um, You know, they're giving up good looks against the zone in a lot of different places. But I think that when you have two big guys going off for a combined 40 at home, that's that's a really tough way to to win so they're gonna have to look at this at this defense and they're gonna have to say okay what worked last year well they were creating a ton of steals and they weren't letting teams get set up in their half court so they're either gonna need to go and try to get and 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 recruit or create more steals or they're gonna have to look at their defense and say okay we can't bet on that as being their season in and season out and they're gonna have to i think drill down and maybe commit to a little more a little more sub- substantial defense because they're they're just not scaring anybody defensively. There's they're not a team that faces these guys that thinks okay we can't get a bucket if we need one, and all you have to do is look at how many guys have had career games against them. I, I would guess um, that Missouri has allowed more career best performances in terms of scoring of any other team in the SEC so far this season. I mean, look at your three best offensive players tonight, not including uh, Vanover, Ben. It's it's Bates, it's East, and it's Honor. And you look at those three guys, they're not going to just man you up and play tight. Again, on-ball defense, they can get steals, and they do that. But your three best offensive players are all really slight of build. And in this league, we heard CY – Talk about it at the end of the broadcast tonight with Chris Gervino. He kept he keeps on calling at the NBA South, and it's kind of corny, but he's right. That's how good this league is with the amount of athletes. You you you've got to you've got to be able to find two way players, Ben. And, and this, again, this is no because Easton Bates keep them in the game on a nightly basis, as we talked about. But uh, at, at some point, you need your best offensive players to also be some of your best defensive yeah. players, or it's just it's it's you're going to have these nights where you just can't do it, or like you did last year, where it's sort of a wash. You know you're going to give up some easy buckets, but then in return you get like ten to twelve to fifteen of those fast break points. Ben, they got a seal right. tonight and and immediately slowed it down. It's like you guys aren't good in the half court. Try to push it. You got to find those easy buckets. And again, the problem is East is the one that gets the steal. And then he's thinking, if I'm not passing it to Bates, who am I passing it to? Because they're probably going to shank it at the rim. And 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 I I, I don't want to sound crass, but that's just sort of the reality of the situation with this ball club and 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 why they're in the predicament that they are in because they've got good offensive players. The long and the short of it is they don't defend well enough and that is Ben that is the issue heading into this offseason you got a lot of incoming freshmen and they're going to be pressed but here's this season Ben has been so bad that it's not going to give you the luxury unfortunately and and this is uh this is a tight spot to be in it this season's been so bad that you can't let your freshmen get the normal learning curve that I think freshmen should be able to get. There's going to be a lot of pressure on this group next year. And um, it's, it, it's, it's the, it's the new reality because of, uh, of what we've seen here these last few months. But uh, I, I, I hope they're up to the task because it's coming next year. 
Yeah, I would just add this is here's the deal. Honor's gone. Bait, um, East is gone. Um, not coming Correct. back next year. You're, you're you're coming down to the end of a winless conference season. And, and how many times have we seen, did we see tonight where Sean East dribbles the ball, makes a guy miss, gets beneath the basket, doesn't feel like he can go up to score, dribbles the ball back out and resets the offense at the top. Yeah, That's a guy yeah. who is skilled enough to do that, but should never happen because by the time he gets down there, he should pass it to somebody. Somebody should be open. He should have an alley exactly. to somebody. He should kick it to somebody. But no, he has to dribble it all the way back out to the top and reset it. That's the guy who's not going to be back next year. And if he's going to pass it to one guy while he's doing that, there's there's there's, there's probably there's probably a decent chance it's honor, and he's not back next year. I think Tamar Bates has been outstanding this year. I think it's great that he's back next year. But that right there is the only really positive thing you can point to and say this guy's gotten a lot better as this year has gone along. And that's the only guy who's guaranteed back. Um, that's concerning. And and no, no, not to undermine what, what CY said, the SEC is incredibly tough. But there's only one team that hasn't won a game, and there's only one team that can't play enough defense to stop everybody from having career nights every time yeah. they take the floor. So, you know, for an SEC, for a conference that's incredibly tough, and we see teams that shouldn't lose every night go down, and we've seen teams rise up and beat it, the fact that that tells you something about the fact that Mizzou's gone out there and played close multiple times, but can't find a way to finish off a win in this league. And you can't flinch when looking at that if you're this staff, because if you don't want it to happen again, you got to address it and you got to dig into why. And it's not a fluke at this point. Ben Vanderbilt's won three times. Exactly. Vanderbilt. They're terrible. And they've won three yes. games. That's the thing. You should accidentally stumble into yes. two or three wins, and they haven't been able to do it. And, and they're like not you said, quitting. it's not a like, and I'm not like people. People right, say, "Well, right, right. well, stop saying they're not quitting." No, no, no. I'm not saying it as a good thing. I mean, yeah, you don't want a bunch of quitters, but they're trying. Like they're yep. they're committed to the yep. game plan. They're not giving up on this season. They have good. They have players who care, and nothing is falling in their favor. Like that's not a plus. Something is fundamentally wrong there with either the roster or the style. It's it's some of both. And it doesn't mean you got a clear house or that Dennis Gates can't get it done, but you can't just chalk it up to, well, it was a bad year. No, this, there's something wrong here, and it needs to be fixed. And, and again, it, I, I do think part of that, especially the defensive equation, Grill and Tanji are part of that. Sure. I, I don't know. Sure. I don't know what it. I don't know what this looks like if they're healthy in their plane. Um, but they've got zero wins. What what does Grill does Grill and Tanji represent? two or three more wins. Right. I can't imagine they represent more than that. So that's it. it they, they can, they would have only been able to do so much. And I, I, I just, I, I don't know. And um, it, it makes, we, this... we're talking about a program record losing streak. Yep. A lot of those other teams had injuries too. Um, and I'm not saying that they're making it an excuse, but like we are now to the point where it's totally fair to talk about okay what's got to change and it can't be more that it's got to be more than well there's some good players coming in what about this style this system is not is not working in this league because that's 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 that where that's where you have to start if you're going to stop if you're going to stop this from happening again 
That's Ben Fredrickson. I'm Brendan Weesey. We'll uh, wrap it all up when we come back. We'll take a look at – there are other games going on, Ben. P- pretty pivotal night in the SEC. Tennessee and Auburn played a dandy of a game earlier this evening. Tell you about that. Just ramifications in the SEC. We're big college basketball guys. And a big night in the Valley, Ben. And the the hope of the Valley getting two teams, I'm afraid, might be on life support. And it rests on the shoulders of the Drake Bulldogs, who are currently losing at lowly – a UIC right now. They're down by six with six minutes to go. Update on that. And again, tie a bow around this uh, Wednesday night when we come back. And again, your last chance to win tickets to the boat show. Text me in 84126. I need your first and last name. The keywords are boat show for the Lake of the Ozarks Marine Dealers Association. St. Charles Boat Show. It starts tomorrow at the St. Charles Convention Center. Brendan and Ben Fred with you on the Big 550. Back to the Big Sports Show with Brendan and Ben Fred on the Big 550 KTRS. Final segment, appreciate uh, Seth Close, our producer tonight, uh, getting us uh, from the start of the Mizzou game up until this 9 o'clock top of the hour when we will say goodbye. Mizzou loses tonight, but it's Wednesday, so a ton of college basketball, Ben, and one of the games of the year in the SEC has gone final earlier this hour. Number four, Tennessee in Knoxville. They beat Auburn 92-84. Ho-hum, Ben, your guy, you've, you've, called, you've been on this guy for a while. And Dalton Connect should have a say in National Player of the Year. It's probably going to go to Zach Eady. But Dalton Connect with 39 tonight, the Northern Colorado transfer. He's the difference as the Vols. Hold off a really good Auburn team, 92-84. to I have a feeling, Ben, when we look at our brackets that we fill out here in a few weeks, we're both going to have Tennessee going pretty far. I know your feelings for those Vols down there, um, and and I think we're both going to have them going quite a ways. This Tennessee team, I think, is the best team Rick Barnes has had in Knoxville and connects the big part of it, but don't discount – uh, Zakai Ziegler, they've got a point guard, they've got a bucket getter, they've got bigs, they play defense, they're athletic, uh, really good team, and uh, they beat a really good team tonight by uh, by eight points. Yeah, they did. And Auburn's been putting the putting the hurt on people too. That was a they huge have. game. Connect played huge. I mean, he was outstanding. He had some player of the year moments in this win. I think he's the SEC player of the year. I think he's got yes. a really strong case to be national player of the year. I agree with you that it's going to be hard to beat Edie as back-to-back there. But, you know, we always ha- hesitate to pick Tennessee too deep in March because of the Rick Barnes factor, but this guy might be able to carry them past that. And it's crazy to think that he was playing at uh, you know, Northern Colorado a season ago, but great find there by Tennessee. And what I like about the Volunteers in terms of watching them play is their defense is given. They have an elite defense that shows up every night. Yep. And then they have nights like tonight where they can shoot 60%. And it's like, when you combine those two things, good luck. And, and, and they don't always do it, but if you do it for a couple games in March, you're, you're, you're in the final four all of a sudden. So no doubt. And I, and I think this might be the, like you said, the Rick Barnes factor. We, we think his teams are going to choke in March and, and we'll see. Got to prove it, but I, I think this this team has a chance. He's got a chance to maybe have his best team since he had T.J. Ford at Texas uh, some 20 years ago when his Texas team made it to the Final Four. How about 
South Carolina, Ben, is the coach of the year, not Lamont Paris there with the Gamecocks. Uh, he's taking on, so maybe the biggest surprise in the SEC, and with all due respect to Mizzou, I think the biggest disappointment is Texas A&M. They are losing to South Carolina in College Station right now. Uh, the Gamecocks are up here at last check. They're up by 8, 41-33, that game in the second half right now. But, man, I would not have Texas A&M in the field if uh, if it came to me. They've lost four in a row, Ben. A&M in danger of dropping five straight. A&M, to me, is absolutely bubble out right now. I don't care that they beat Iowa State. I don't care if they beat SMU early in non-conference. I don't care that they beat Kentucky at home. I don't care that they beat Tennessee at home a few weeks ago. This this A&M team, to me, is not tournament caliber. Yeah, I think at some point Buzz is going to have to feel some some heat down there. I He's always so. bubble out, and he can throw big press conference fits about how they've gotten uh, jobbed by the by the net or whatever. But his teams his teams live on the bubble, and they live on the wrong side of it. They're trending that way again. Um, I don't know, man. Chris Beard may be your SEC coach of the year, though, too. Uh, last check, Ole Miss was uh, giving giving Alabama a scare tonight. I don't know if that score is holding up, but uh, they came out swinging against the Crimson Tide, and they might be a a bubble-in team depending on how they finish the season. So the the SEC is – it's interesting, man. It's like it's not, I don't think, quite as good at the top as we thought it would be. I think Tennessee's really good, but I don't think there's a bunch of teams that are really right there with them. Kentucky's really fascinating. Um, But it's got got a bunch of kind of interesting teams, kind of really, really dense, tough middle – for, for this league. I think the conference tournament's going to be really fun. Um, unfortunately, probably not for Mizzou, but after they're, after they're out of it, I think it could get really interesting. I wouldn't be surprised either if we see kind of a, kind of a crazy winner. It wouldn't stun me if South Carolina or Ole Miss or somebody surprising wins this conference tournament and grabs another bid for the conference. You're right. Ole Miss still up double digits on Bama. They're still in the first half down in Oxford. And, Alabama and Kentucky, Ben, this is going to sound like a cop-out. I could see either of those two teams make the Final Four, and I could absolutely see them get bounced in the first round because both of those teams, they just don't defend well enough. Yeah, I think you're right. It's like, are they going to go on a hot streak? And Kentucky, to me, is the one that that I I wonder about because they they just kind of have this way of kind of finding the switch at, at the very end and the young guys kind of figure it out under Cal and he's under a lot of pressure. So I've been, I've been waiting to, to say, I don't see it in them. They can look like world beaters one night and look lost the next. So I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still waiting on, on Kentucky. I'm, I'm not quite as impressed with Alabama as I thought I was going to be entering the year. They, they, they're just not, they're not as potent as, as I thought they were going to be. I actually have been more impressed with Auburn than I have been with Alabama. They they could score. They could really score, but their defense uh, leaves something to be desired. No doubt about it. I mentioned, Ben, that Drake struggling tonight at UIC. That's currently 79 all under two to play up in Chicago right now, but Bradley doing a number on Southern Illinois. So, Ben, it looks like the top three seeds are decided it's uh, it's Indiana State, it's Drake, and it's Bradley. But I think we're going to have a battle. Belmont is going to be tied in the win-loss record, but I think Southern and UNI, they play Sunday, and I think that's where the four seed, that last four yeah. seed to not have to play 
Thursday at Arch Madness, you get that last buy, and that is critical. I mean, obviously playing three games compared to four, so that Southern UNI game becomes massive on Sunday. But, uh, again, the top three seeds, Ben, it looks like it's decided after Bradley uh, ran over Southern Illinois tonight. Yes, you want to save those legs as much as possible, um, and you want to – you want you want to try to minimize that one game that you don't have to play. So that that's going to be as basically a championship championship expectation game right there. If, if if by winning you get to skip a game at Arch Madness, that may be the thing that punches your ticket or not. Am I going to get to see you down there at uh, Enterprise Center this year, Ben, for a day? I think I'm going to be able to be there. I, I actually head down to uh, spring training um, right around that time. So I think I'll be there for some of the beginning action, but not at the, uh, unfortunately not the championship game, but I'll be there for some of the, some of the early action. Love it. Well, I'll look forward to that, sir. And uh, tomorrow we'll have a chance to do some winners and losers. I have a feeling we'll have a full plate as we always do tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, man, looking forward to it. And uh, we'll hopefully we'll, uh, we'll have some basketball talk in there too. I uh, look forward to that, sir, and appreciate you hanging with me a little late tonight uh, on the heels of this Tiger loss this evening. Uh, look forward to mixing it up again tomorrow. Sounds good, man. Have a good night. Thank you, Ben. That's Ben Fredrickson, sports columnist, St. Louis Post-Dispatch. I uh, want to throw a congratulations out there to Jim from the 314. He is uh, the winner of the Boat Show tickets. Uh, Jim, appreciate you playing tonight. And uh, for all of you that, that did not have a chance to win this week go uh, and check out the lake of the ozarks marine dealers association st charles boat show beginning tomorrow at the st charles convention center it runs through sunday they've got a thousand dollar gas giveaway there they've got all the 2024 models on hand and if you know anything about boats, the, the folks down there at the Lake of the Ozarks Marine Dealers Association, they do a fabulous job. And uh, you can bring the whole family to this thing. It's uh, going to be a lot of fun at the St. Charles Convention Center. And uh, that is starting tomorrow. Mention some of the scores. South Carolina right now up 10 on Texas A&M. That is in College Station. Uh, now up 13. Could be a big one for the Gamecocks here. They have, uh, man, have they been special in the SEC, and uh, they are uh, they are locks at this point for the dance, and who would have thunk it picked last, picked last in the Southeastern Conference, and Drake with a one-point lead. Everything else is uh, basically runaways right now in the MVC. Uh, Belmont pulling away from Murray, Indiana State having pulled away from Evansville, and as I mentioned, big win for Bradley over Southern Illinois. So that is going to lock Bradley into the three seed in the Missouri Valley Conference. And we're going to have a battle for that last bye um, for Southern and Northern Iowa on Sunday. Appreciate uh, Seth Close. Appreciate Ben Fred. I'm Brendan Weesey saying so long for now. Martin back tomorrow beginning at 6 here on the Big 550.
The views and opinions expressed in the preceding paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners.